What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Five Out Podcast. Thankfully, Brandon, we were supposed to record on Tuesday, um, but some things came up. We couldn't record, and thank goodness, because this Houston Rockets trade has erupted. Um, we have something actually to talk about today, not just some random stuff here and there. So we'll get into that, though. Talk a little bit about some college basketball as well, but we'll mostly talk about NBA and this Houston Rockets trade, how it's going to change the NBA's landscape. But before we get into that, we got some questions I'm going to ask Brandon. It's just me and Brandon today, by the way. The other guys could not make it, so we're holding down the fort for them. We're going to start off with a would you rather question today. This one's a little bit personal, but would you rather publish your diary or make a movie about your most embarrassing moment? I would rather publish my diary. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we either, either of us have a diary, but... Yeah, exactly. But more, less likely people are going to read than watch a movie. Watch a movie? So, yeah. And, I mean, if you're Especially famous, if it's an embarrassing moment, I don't think people would want to watch that. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it, 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 unless you're famous, I don't think it really matters. So I'd rather publish my diary, too. I'm, I'm with you on that one. So just an easy one right there. But my trivia question, Brennan so far is the only one that's gotten any trivia. So let's see if he can get this one. Mm. Nikolai Vucevic played his rookie season for which NBA team? Uh, I, don't, I don't know who that guy is, but I'm going to take a guess. Let's see. You don't know who Nikolai Vucevic, the, the center for the Magic, the center for number nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I, I thought the Mavs were going to get him at one point, right? We tried to get him, right, the Mavericks? I think you guys tried to last time. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I know, okay, now I know what you're talking about. He got drafted by, let's take a guess. By which NBA team? Yep. It's just his rookie season. Yeah, just rookie season. I'm going to go with... This Bucks. Bucks. You're in the right conference. I'm gonna give you a couple more guesses. Okay. In the right okay. conference. He's, he okay. was in the east. Is in the Eastern Conference. Wrong division, though. I'll give you that too. So it's either the um, Southeast Division or the uh, Atlantic Division. Uh, One of those twelve teams. I'm not picking. I'm not going with the Heat. I'm not going with the Heat. Um, I think he, uh, who else is over there? Florida, around that area. Definitely not the Hawks. Not yeah, the Hawks not either. Not the Hawks. Uh, I'll do one more guess. They're Let's in see. the Atlantic Division. That's my that's my final one. I'll give you the Atlantic Division. So you've got it's either between the Celtics, the Nets, the 76ers, the um, oh the New York Knicks, and then there's one more team that I cannot think of. Um, it's for sure one of those four teams. Yeah, it's for sure, definitely those. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Nets are having a good day today, so I'm just gonna say the Nets. It's not. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. Nikolai wow. Vucevic played his rookie year with them. At. I thought you might get that, but whenever you said, I have no idea who. No Nikolai idea. Is, like, yeah, oh. no, no way. I was gonna get that. Uh, I, I vaguely remember him. I don't think he really played much, but I, this was this was pre the process days. So okay, okay, okay. This was way before they started tanking. No, nah, um, I, I only heard of that guy because the Mavs were trying to trying to get him. Yeah. The la- not this red sea, but la- last year's red sea. They were trying to they were trying to get him to come. Yeah, he's a he's he's a low key stud in the NBA. I yeah, always yeah. Pick him, I always pick him in fantasy leagues. I don't know why, but he is I like, like um, most consistent fantasy player. I like him. I like uh, I know they have two. Your it's him and then the Fournier and two K. I like playing. Mm-hmm. I like in in my team. 
Yeah. He's there. I like Fournier. Yeah. Fournier is a nice pickup in the uh, in in two K as well, and in fantasy <laughs> as well. I like them both. They're both good <laughs> surprises. So, yeah. but that's it with the questions. Let's go ahead and talk about some NBA action. Uh, first off, we're gonna start with some of the bad things that are happening in the NBA. I guess you could say um, one of them, including the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, you look at this roster. They're a talented roster, and you got D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns as your kind of one-two punch. Anthony Edwards is the first overall pick this year, but they're not doing very good. So, what's kind of your thought process, and why do you think this Timberwolves team is not good? Who's their coach? Is it? It's, it's just not a new, one. new one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's I, not Thibodeau. No, right? Thibodeau's in New York now. New York now. Yeah. I don't know who their coach is, but. Um, I don't know. I think they just need to just pull, maybe play a little bit more. I, was, I saw a video on Twitter the other day where uh, they, they were down three, and uh, it, it was either go for the three or get a layup and then foul one more time. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards made a great move. He went to the basket, and he saw the score the last second, so he threw it away like to try to get the three, and then it went out of bounds. And then Ricky Rubio – and then they lost the game. And, like, Ricky Rubio kind of told them, like, you know, like, you're a rookie, like, next time, you know, let's – they kind of coach them up a little bit. So I just think maybe they need to just play a little bit more together. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, they, they didn't play in the bubble, mm-hmm. as I recall. So maybe, you know, it's, it's really a fresh start for them because some teams that played in the bubble, you know, they played. Mm-hmm. So then they, they took off five weeks and they came right back. You know, I'm, I'm sure the chemistry was – they're probably like, oh, we need to do what we did in Orlando and da 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their, their head coach is actually Flip Saunders' son, I believe, Ryan Saunders. So okay. I think he's a newer guy. So Newer guy, yeah. Uh, I mean – I don't understand why they're not good. They have talent, but it's just like over the years, you know, we had the question earlier this year of who is the wor- has the worst win-loss percentage in like overall, like since they've been a franchise. And the Minnesota Timberwolves were the worst franchise win-loss percentage. They were at like a .391. So like they're just – and I'll always say this about any franchise, a bad team, usually a bad, or- bad organization usually stays bad, whether that's with – GMs, ownership, all of that usually end up staying bad. So Timberwolves aren't great. I mean, I like I like Ricky Rubio. Kind of um, reminds me of my Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Honestly, um, not a, they're worse for sure. They're worse, but <laughs> I mean, still, still boggles my mind. I don't understand. I mean, Jarrett Colbert looked like a stud coming out of Tech. Hasn't really done anything. He hasn't done nothing. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this roster, and I mean. I mean, I guess you can say after you after Calvin Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, it makes a little bit of sense why they suck this year because <laughs> the talent really drops off. But I mean, the those, only four players I know is Rubio. Well, not, now you said Culver, but and then you got Towns, D'Angelo, and then the rookie. Uh, well, they've got Juan. Oh, I'm gonna mispronounce this guy's last name. Juan Hergomez. He's okay. A, he he played for Denver a couple years ago. He's yeah. good. They got uh, Malik Beasley. Also, from, Malik Beasley, yeah, he's a good he's a good scorer. Nas Reed, um, someone who played for LSU a couple years ago, but hasn't done anything in the NBA. So I mean, they've got talent. Josh Owiki, oh, oh, I don't know how to say his name, but he's a defensive stud. Um, I don't know. They they're just not playing good basketball right now, and it's it sucks because, in my opinion, I hate seeing great players waste their career and Car Anthony Towns' career is being wasted in Minnesota. So that's the only why I wanted to bring him up. Honestly, yeah. I feel bad for Cap. But another team that's not doing so hot right now, the Washington Wizards. Um, 
I mean, everyone thought this team potentially could be a playoff team with the addition of Westbrook, but they're not doing so hot. Do you, is it Westbrook's fault? Is he is he the reason why this team's not doing so hot? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think Westbrook is a guy who – I think he brings more good than bad. But also at the same time, it just depends on how Westbrook's day is going. Mm-hmm. There's days where I would love him on my team, and there's days where I would extremely not like him on my team. Yeah. Um, but I just I just think maybe they need a little bit more time as well with chemistry because the Wizards didn't play in the bubble either, right? Nope. Exa- exactly. So, you know, they just need a little bit more time. And then they're trying to get used to each other. And also um, – I think I think Bradley Beal should, should give Westbrook a little bit more ball time. Uh, I see a lot of things on on Twitter on on basketball, and Bradley Beal always has the ball. And I think if you're gonna add Westbrook to your team, you you got to give him the ball. He, yeah. If he, he, like you saw it in the in Houston, he's a horrible off ball player. He just you know he's just wasting his time there if if, you, if he's gonna be off the ball. Yeah. I, again, the roster is not great, so I don't think it's Westbrook's fault. Um, obviously, they don't have a lot to work with because once you get past. Beal and Westbrook, the the talent drops off a lot. A lot, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like we've seen Westbrook lead a team, the Thunder, when, when he won his MVP, to yeah. six seed in the West, which is tough to do. Oh yeah. Um, so we've seen him do it. And I, to your point, I do think they need to get Ryan Westbrook a little bit more. Beal is a great player. And oh, for don't sure. Get me wrong. He's still going to get his. We're not saying don't give Bill his. Exactly. But we're saying Westbrook maybe needs to facilitate a little bit more. Maybe and, attack the rim. Yeah. Fouled. Yeah. Control, he, control the game a little bit more often. Yeah. Because, he, he, I mean, he's – if you let him play, he is a triple-double yes. machine. Of course. I mean, he averaged it in a whole season, which is crazy. But um, right now I just don't think the Wizards are really letting him do that, which, again, they haven't never played with Westbrook before. This is the first time. Right playing with him obviously so you know hopefully over time he starts to they start to develop a little bit more chemistry because I think this could be a fun team to watch a team that could surprise a handful of teams down the run so we'll see um hope I hope the best Westbrook we give him a ton of hate everyone does yeah I don't know why everybody always (laughs) loves to ride him every every time every time he does one thing horrible or has a bad game everybody just Westbrook stinks Westbrook this Westbrook that all the time Exactly. But he is an electric player to play or watch. So, I mean, I think we do it out of love, but we also ride him pretty hard uh, in a weird way. Uh, but <laughs> as, as we're starting to see, uh, this is this is kind of the last bad thing before we start going to some some positives in the in the NBA, because there's a lot of positive things happening right now. Um, COVID starting to play effect into the season. Players being out. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were saying this. You know, the NFL, college football, MLB faced a lot of issues with COVID because mm-hmm. they weren't able to do what the NBA and NHL did with the bubble. Now, the mm-hmm. bubble was great. Obviously, it proved that it it, it works. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that over a sustained yeah, time. Yeah, you can't in a way. So the, the, they had the, to do The players don't, can't see their families. Some of the players I, can't get girls in the room. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be mad. After a while, it's madness. Exactly. So – they had they had to go back to the normal playing in arenas, making money for these arenas because a lot of people lost a lot of money, the owners right. and whatnot. So, COVID started to play an effect. How do you think this deals with teams going into games, like whether they should take a rest game or not? If how much that matters, because now you potentially could lose, you know, 10, 14 days of your best player, aka the Celtics with Tatum. How do you think COVID plays effect into this the rest of the season? 
Um, well, with the 14 days, I mean, I, 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 that has to be a, a non-negotiable for me. If I'm playing basketball and somebody has COVID, I'm not playing the game. 100%. But also, I'm not playing basketball with a mask on at the same time. I'm, I wouldn't I would hate to do that. But at the same time, COVID, if, if you get sick, you can't play. It's just how it is. But the, the only thing that a lot of people say is like the fans part. Mm-hmm. Um, I see some arenas where they have no fans and they don't even have a um, the virtual fans. Mm-hmm. I was watching Golden State the other day. I think Golden State has the best home home court because they have a little bit of that section. Yeah. And they were, they were playing, they were playing the Clippers that I was watching that game. It was on ESPN mm-hmm. and uh, they, they were, they were down. They had a horrible start in the, I think the fans, they ended up coming back and winning the game, but I think that's because they had the fans mm-hmm. that were there. I mean, they physically were not there, but you know, they're on the screen and they're still yeah. cheering, you know, and it's loud. It was, it was loud in there, you know, I'm sure like they had the speakers and everything going, but I think if, if more teams had more of that uh, screen kind of like the bubble kind of had it, you know, yeah, I feel like that would be a lot better for home for home court advantage because there's some NBA teams that don't have any. You know, it's just like a normal game because there's no fans in there, like I said. But I feel like Golden State has the best uh, home home arena. Yeah, and uh, watching a lot of the games, it doesn't make sense why they don't because they they push in all the bleachers, so like it's yeah. literally just empty space. You might as well put up some screens um, and allow people to be there and whatnot. So I definitely agree with that, and I think you know, I think. It's tough. You can't really control COVID in the sense of you, you're traveling, you know, people are, you can't control these guys. It's a lot easier than football and some of the other sports because you have a lot less players. But at the end of the day, like these are human beings. They're going to go out and do their own thing, right. as, even as much as you put rules and restrictions on it. But, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's uncontrollable. Sometimes you literally can just get COVID. It's, I mean, you can't control your immune system. Like, it's just exactly. how it is. So, it'll definitely play effect this year. It'll be- I was also wondering if, if they were going to do the vaccine on professional sports or not, but I, I don't, I think maybe next year, if it does go that, that deep, I, I think next year they, they will actually do it because I mean, from here from next year, I think the vaccine, you know, will kind of be more tested on people, you know, so they'll see if yeah. it's safe or not for the players. Yeah. So we'll and see then, how it goes. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't know if they'll give the vaccine to the players first over. Like, oh, I for think sure, for sure, for sure. I think it'll, you know, obviously first responders and those people will get it all first. NBA yeah, yeah. professionals will get it before the normal people, I bet. Um, yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But just because just because in American sports is everything. So, yeah, it makes sense. But I, I, I could definitely see COVID taking away some guys' rest days just for the simple fact that you just never know when it's going to hit your team. Right. And can't it's, it's tough to take games off and, one good thing about the NBA season so far is I feel like there's been a lot more games being played. I know that's tough on the players because, you know, physically they don't like to play back-to-backs or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's the, it's the world we live in. Um, I, obviously, we don't like to see it because we can't go see games because I know you and I both love to go watch live basketball games. Um, that's oh, something man. we did together. Cool. Not anymore, at least. I'm out here in Oklahoma now. Well, yeah, but if you ever, whenever you come home, you can still go see a game. Oh, for um, sure, for sure. But yeah, so I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where it's, it's hurt a lot of people. But um, let so let's move on now. We've got some positive things. Lamelo Ball becomes the youngest ever to record a triple double in the NBA. Um, is he the best rookie so far of this class? I saw that he was leading in everything. Mm-hmm. He, he's 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 very similar to to John Morant's uh, rookie year yep. last year, leading in everything. 
uh, triple machine, passes, facilitates really well, can get a bucket when he wants. When he's open, he can shoot it. Um, also, I, I also think that the, over the last couple of years, all the third-round picks have just really like like Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, and then now Melo Ball, third, all third-round picks. I also think that they had like the best team to go to. Like Wiseman went to a Golden State, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the ball's not going to be in his hands. Yeah. Um, Anthony Edwards went to Minnesota. The ball's – he's the third option on that team, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, and then with, with uh, Melo going to Charlotte, you know, he's the point guard. He's definitely not the first option to score, but the way how he does – the way how he facilitates, you know, it's it's really entertaining. So I think that's going to give him a, a lot bigger edge for rookie of the year. And yeah. I think he, I think he's the best rookie right now, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think he's uh... – I mean, it, it definitely – I don't believe he's starting yet. I still think it's uh, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rozier, and, uh, yeah. And Graham who start over him. And now I, I, I thought this was how it was going to kind of play out at the beginning of the year. And I thought over time it would slowly move to Melo taking over. I, I think he's going to take over Rozier's spot. Maybe, yeah. I can um, see him. Rozier's but also, also they, didn't have, they didn't have preseason games, right? No, 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 preseason. no they, had, they had a couple. They had, like I think, like – like five preseason games, maybe like three, oh. three to five pre. Not 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 the normal preseason that they usually have. It was just a yeah, couple games. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think it was with with a normal season, Melo might have already taken over that starting position. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rozier's been playing good this year. So Ooh, he he ducked on KD that the other yeah. day. Ooh. Yeah. So he, he's mean. been playing. He's been playing some really good ball, and I mean. We, we have a fancy league for this podcast, and I believe one week he was, like, the leading scorer of the week, so um, with total fantasy points. So he's been playing really good ball. That The Hornets team is honestly kind of surprising. I would be kind of scared of him in a couple of years. Me too. I mean, Me too. Gordon Hayward has popped off the other night too. Yep. Yeah. Everybody said they were crazy for giving him that, that contract, but, I mean, if he's still got it, he's, I mean, he's still got it. You know? Yeah, he, he's looking more like his Utah. His, yeah, Hayward for days, sure. Which is which for is sure. good Gordon Hayward. Unfortunately, the Celtics didn't get to see that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, hey, with Washington, Bridges, Hayward, the three-headed monster, I guess you can call the guards with Graham, Bell, or Ball, and uh, Rozier. I got Biombo. Yep. I mean, hey, Biznak is no – hey, he is no joke. He is a low-key great second option at the center position. He's not a starter. No, w- w- no I, w- whenever my cousin played on the Bobcats, uh, Biombo was the was the backup. So, I mean, I, I, saw, I saw him play live. I mean, he, he can still go. Yeah, Biombo's the real deal. And he, I think he can – no, he can't shoot threes. Never mind. That's yeah, he can't shoot threes. He can't shoot threes, but – I'm thinking but, of uh, – Dead- you throw it up there, he'll, 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 he's going to go get it. I'm just thinking of uh, – Dwayne Dedman, the guy who played for the Hawks a couple years ago, he can shoot threes. He can shoot, yeah. Not, not a uh, Bismack. But <laughs> yeah, so, so the Hornets might be scary. Are there any other rookies who have kind of, I guess, stand stood stood out to you these last, I guess, the first four weeks of the NBA season? Uh, let me think. I mean, Wiseman, Wiseman oh, for me. Whoo, no, that that Sacramento rookie. Oh, he went to oh, Iowa State. Yeah, I don't, he's I, been killing. Yes. Which is surprising. I, I think that's sleeper of, of, of the rookie race right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised by it because I didn't think he was actually going to play much behind Fox. But I think him and Fox play together. They play together. They, yeah. They're playing really well together. So, yeah. he and, and when watching the draft, he fell. And everyone was like, why is he falling? He fell all the way to 12 and it ended up working out for the Kings. So, Hey, shout out to them for for standing their ground and, and waiting for that pick to happen. So, and I would say Wiseman's the third guy. I think even though he's not, he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. He's kind of slowed down since the first week. Um, that first week he really popped off. But I don't really think any other rookies kind of stood out 
You know, yeah. Obi, Obi Toppin was supposed to be – everyone thought he was going to be super good. And I think he is – he's having a good year. He's just not, you know, top three right now in my opinion. I think – think Well, I mean, also, I mean, he also plays for the Knicks. Yeah. That's tough, you know. That's just – Yeah. It is what I mean, it is. Hey, the Knicks have been playing good though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they have been playing. I mean, but oh. this is the first time they've been playing good. And- well, and, and all credit goes to Jules Randall on that one. He is – He's, he's carrying the load. Yeah, him and him and RJ. I think they're playing like 38 minutes a game, which Thibodeau's known to overplay. Thibodeau's his, known to do that. Yeah, yeah so know that. So he he's getting a little bit of stat padding because of his minutes. But um, so yeah, I, hey, that's all we've got. Now we're moving to this Houston trade, um, because man, what what a what a day. We mean, not to not to toot <laughs> my own horn, not to toot my own horn. Um, I said James Harden was going to leave. Now I don't think how much of the how big of a big brain move that was or big brain thought that was because I think a lot of people knew James Harden was going to leave. But hey, I called it on the podcast. It's in recording. I'll always be known as someone who called it. But he goes to the Nets. We've talked a little bit about how we didn't think this trade was going to work out. Let's go ahead and just talk about James Harden and the Nets and what you think this does for the Brooklyn Nets. Your thoughts, Brandon? So I was in practice, and I get out, and I see my phone, and I see that Harden's on the net, on the Nets, mm-hmm. and I it didn't say who he traded. So in my head, I, I was thinking that the Nets traded Kyrie because the Kyrie has been causing them a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But I saw that they didn't trade Kyrie. But I think that they're going to have to end up trading Kyrie in the long run anyway. I think he's causing too many problems, and I kind of think that'll be better for them anyway. It was Harden and KD. I think they'll be fine. They also yeah. have Joe Harris. Uh, it's sad to see LeVert leave. I, I liked him on the Nets, but I, I think he'll have a good home in, in with the Pacers. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good trade. I also think the Rockets ended up winning that trade a lot, a lot too, getting rid of Harden, because Harden did not want to be there after the game against the Lakers. Lakers. He, yeah, he, the post-conference, he said, you know, I'm, I'm done. We, we, we're, we're horrible right now. He, he, he already was unhappy anyway. But uh, with the Rockets have um, John Wall, mm-hmm. and then they just, they just got um, from the trade. Yeah, they got Victor Oladipo. Dante Exum, I believe. Yeah, Dante Exum. Uh, there's no way I'm going to say this guy's name right, but Rondius Krukos. Kru- Kru- I, I don't know who that guy is. but uh... he, he play, I think he plays power four. He's a shooter. Okay, uh, but I, the Rockets also have Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. The Rockets have P.J. Tucker. They also have my boy Mason Jones. Yep. So I, I think the Rockets are going to be fine. With that trade, I mean, you, got, you didn't even mention Boogie Cousins. Now he isn't playing great, but yeah, he isn't playing great. But I mean, he's playing like a true vet. Yeah, so and, there you go. And I, exactly. I, I have heard that PJ Tucker has been gaining some interest from some other teams. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see PJ gone in a couple of days. I think, and I, I think, I think the Rockets are doing the right thing. I'll go ahead and talk about what everyone got. So the, the it was a four-team trade. The Cavs got uh, Jared Allen and Tarion Prince. Nets obviously got James Harden and a second-round pick. The Pacers got Chris uh, or Karis LeVert and a second-round pick, and the Rockets received Dante Axum, like he said, that Krukos guy, Victor Oladipo, four first-round picks, all unprotected, oh. and then oh. four first-round pick swaps, all unprotected. So basically, they got eight first-round picks, probably from the Pacers, Nets, and Cavs, or you know other teams that those two teams already yeah. had. Um, so yeah, I think the Rockets run this trade. Obviously, I think they're still not going to be a bad team. You add Victor, who's been playing good. For the Pacers, I don't think he's any. I don't think he's a superstar, and I don't think he's he's a, he's a decent two second or third option on a team. Um, John Wall has been playing, I believe, from, from the the little moments I've seen of the Rockets playing, he's been playing very good. So I think they'll still be a competitive team. They'll probably end up last in their 
division and not very far from last in the conference. But those first, those four first round picks and then the four first round pick swaps, that is what is the is the the win all be all for the Houston Rockets. Rockets. So, yeah. and, and to your fact, Brandon and Mason Jones, you know, are tight. Uh, he played at Arkansas, but before he was at Arkansas, he was where Brandon? He was at Connor State here, yes, out here at junior college. Yes, sir. So you, hey, it all starts from somewhere. But, um, so yeah, so he, hopefully he gets some more minutes because I don't think the Rockets are going to want to win a lot of games. I think they're going to want to, you know, get see what they have in their young talent and and go from there. So we'll see. And those those first round picks, by the way, they're a Nets pick in twenty twenty two. 2020, 20, 2024, 2026, a Cavs pick in 2022 via the Bucks, and then pick swaps with the Nets in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Wow. This is the Nets 2.0 when they traded for Paul Pierce. For Paul Pierce. And yeah, facts. I think Rondo maybe or something. I don't know who the other guy was. <laughs> so, hey. If any team needs draft picks, it's called the called Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. You got to call the Houston Rockets because <laughs> they have all their picks. But so I, I I think just based off of looks, the Rockets won this. Now, obviously, what those picks turn into, we'll kind of see in the long run who actually won it. Um, let's talk about my Pacers a little bit because hey, Terrence LeVert has been balling as a as an off the bench guy, kind of the James Harden esque. Of what you know, what he was. Oklahoma, in the okay, yeah. He was at OKC, yeah. OKC, yeah. So maybe we'll see him be the next James Harden on my Pacers. I mean, I I love it. I absolutely am ecstatic. Victor was great. Um, he became you know a star, but then he got hurt. I think Lavert fits right in with that team. You know, he he's gonna go ahead and fit in at the two. Our our lineups gonna stay the same. Obviously, it hurts to have TJ out, but I think the Pacers. Behind the Rockets are the second winners because I think Lavert fits in this team better than, than Harden fits with the Nets, but we'll see. Your thoughts on this Karis Lavert move to the Pacers, sir? Um, I, I think he's going to fit right in. You know, uh, I, he actually involved a jump shot over his years in Brooklyn, and uh, I think Brooklyn developed him really good. So I think it's time for him to just blossom into a, the player that he's developing into. Yeah. Um, it, I think it was good for Victor to leave because Victor was trying to leave anyway. Um, but I, I think he did it in a much more humbling way than Paul George did, y'all. Yeah. And well, so, I mean, here, if I'm, if you're a Pacers fan, honestly, you got to be mad. Now we sure. did get Victor and the bonus, the bonus from Paul George. But then mm-hmm. what Paul? But then what Paul George gave the Thunder, and like you look back and you're like, oh, all we got was those two guys. Now Victor and and. You know, Sabonis have turned out to be great players for the Pacers. But now mm-hmm. you get from Victor, from that trade, from Paul George, now you get Karis LeVert and a second-round mm-hmm. pick. We'll see what that turns out to be. But, you know, I, I mean, I think we've, we've, we've done very well for being a small market team and getting talent to the Pacers, allowing them to be competitive. I love the team we have. We've been playing really good basketball. I think we're, like, top three in the Eastern Conference right now. So we'll see. And then – the other, the fourth team that I don't even know was a part of this trade, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers get Jared Allen and Tyrion Prince. Um, what are the Cavs doing on their roster? Because now we were talking about it. they got Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., Andre Drummond, and now Jared Allen. How does Jared Allen fit into this team? Um, I I think they're I I think maybe Kevin Love and 
Andre Drummond, maybe like the the minutes, maybe then then you go down, maybe. I mean, I know they are getting pretty old. Yeah, the time the time is is coming for, for them. So maybe they just need to add more depth in that center position. And they do they do have a, you know, a lot of young guards. So when you're young, you know you can you can you can load a lot of minutes on those young guys without a problem. But I, yeah, I just think the 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 veterans for the most of their vet, their vets are big men. So you know, so I'd maybe they need some more big men to load up the minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think Jared Allen definitely adds a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's very similar to Andre Drummond uh, and Larry Nance, honestly. The, all three of them are basically the same player. They're all just athletic bigs. They can all jump out of the gym. But Jared Allen has he's one more of the best he's – got, he's got one of the best afros in the NBA <laughs> in a long time. They showed a picture of him um, when – I don't remember what game it was, but it was a Nets game, and they were showing – I think it was when they wore their new uh, – it's not their city, but their classic edition uniforms, the blue and white ones. Mm-hmm. And they were showing all the Nets in their uh, – with like the best Nets players, their afros or whatever, oh, like, like Julius that. Irving, yeah, and all yeah. those guys, and yeah, yeah he, he he definitely has one of the best afros, but he is a very good defensive player. I don't think he'll be on the Cavs for long. I don't want him to be on the Cavs for long. I think he needs yeah. to go somewhere because he is someone I think that if you add him to you know a team here, a team there, he helps them become a playoff team, mm-hmm. uh, and even a contender in some in some cases. But I think they ended up. I mean, the Cavs, they're fourth. I give the Nets the third. Um, I don't know how they're going to fit in. I do agree that Kyrie Irving won't be with them very long. Uh, I don't. Did you see this today? Stephen A. Smith came out today and said that he needs to retire. Retire. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Do you have any idea what's going on with Kyrie Irving? I saw on Facebook the other day that they were trying. The Nets were trying to contact him. It was the day before before game. They're they're playing the the. They're playing the next day. From what I saw, they're playing mm-hmm. at seven o'clock the next day. Yeah, and uh, it said Kyrie was off the grid or something. I, I I don't know what's going on with him. He's he's kind of been uh, ever since he left Boston. He's been kind of a weird cat. So honestly, ever since he got to Boston, he's been he's been weird. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, I don't know if like the fame has gotten to him or whatnot, but I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know. I. It sucks because he is literally probably the best ball handle ball handler we'll ever see in our lifetime when he has the ball in his hands. And I mean, what he did with for the Cavs, you know, kind of off the coattails of, of LeBron was great, but he just has not been the same since LeBron left him in Cleveland. So, well, uh, for I wish I wish whenever LeBron first went to Los Angeles, I, I wish Kyrie would have went. With him. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, hey, Ky- Kyrie is a good player, but I, the only thing I love about Kyrie is his Uncle Drew uh, Pepsi commercials. That was the only <laughs> thing. I didn't even. I mean, I I liked his movie a little bit. It wasn't bad, but <clears throat> I mean, it, it is what it is. But I think I think the Nets would be better with Harden and uh, KD. And but I don't know what you can get for Kyrie. You know, with what he's doing, what he's done the last couple of years, I don't know what you can get in return. Yeah, for return sure. for him. So it might not be worth it for the Nets to actually trade him. But we'll see. I don't now, know if, any, was, if if they do trade Kyrie, I don't know who wants to trade for him. That's what I'm saying is they're not going to get much in return because they're going to like, is this guy even going to play for us? Play but, for us, yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think I think they're not going to be able to move him because of that fact. But if they do, I think that Nets team will be because the only problem with losing Jared Allen and, and Karis Levert, you lose a lot of depth because DeAndre Jordan is your center. Um, they have Joe Harris out there. Joe, but then, but then after that, the the, the bench starts to kind of lessen because you lost yeah. Bert, who was your sixth man. Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan would kind of they would always one of them would always be on the floor, 
you know, you have Jeff Green, who isn't a bad vet, but he's not Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan. He's not as big. So the Nets will be okay because obviously you have KD, James Harden, but it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out. And I'll be I'll be intrigued to watch their first game whenever they're on national TV. But I know, that, a, I know they're playing tonight, but James will obviously yeah, will be James playing will be with playing. them. Yeah. But there was a trade that I actually thought I, that I much rather would have seen was Simmons going to the Rockets with Maxi for for Harden. For now Harden. there obviously would have been picks involved as well. But I think that would have been a more interesting trade in my opinion. I don't know about you. I, I think the Sixers said no because Maxi. I think what he just did the other night starting, they said yeah. he was the first to do, get 30-plus before Allen Iverson. Yeah, I think it's been so. that long. So, I mean, I, like I told y'all before in the other podcast, Tyrese Maxey is that dude. Yeah. That dude is ridiculous. Super talented, man. Su- super talented. Dude was – I mean, I honestly, I think that would have been – I think it would have been better for James, you know, and that's only because of Kyrie with KD. But you have, you know, James with, with Embiid, I think would have been set, and I think Embiid would have been a lot better with that. Um but we'll see, and I and I would I I really want to see Simmons not with Embiid. I want to see him. I want to see someone build around Simmons because I think he is he is a couple. You know, I don't I don't even know, but he, and he's kind of a younger LeBron, not really. Yeah. But he's got the vision. I love the way when he pushes the ball when they don't have Embiid in or when Embiid's hurt for the Sixers. I actually enjoy watching the Sixers play. Um, now the Sixers are playing good right now, but I think with um, if you build around Simmons, if you were able to build around Simmons, I think that's a way better roster than than anywhere than anywhere else. But what do I know? <laughs> but yes, Maxi is that dude. Um, he was he's another guy that besides that, if he hadn't had that game, that's an outlier game in my opinion. He hasn't really been producing that well. But they saw what he can do in the future, so they're like, "Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, we'll maybe we should him. keep him." Yeah, yeah. Instead, instead of instead of giving him away so early because he hasn't really been producing, but he's someone who fell in the draft because I believe he was supposed to be. He was a lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whenever the draft, whenever he got picked, they showed they they showed Calipari, and he, Calipari was like, "Y'all picked him too late," and Calipari said, y- "Y'all, y'all will see." Like. Y'all was, and I, I knew it too. Whenever whenever people passed up, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Y'all are." No, tripping. Well, and I remember, I remember us watching in that, uh, that in the uh, district tournament or the the state tournament when he was he's putting putting some putting some dudes. And he was a junior too. Whenever yeah, yeah when we won, whenever it. they made it to the state so, tournament or juniors. Hey, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, hey, hope hope the best for him. I hope the best for Harden because he is a great player, uh, at least scoring the ball. But um, we'll see. So, we'll I see feel like Brooklyn would be a better place for him too. There's there's no strip clubs out there in Brooklyn. As yeah, the Houston strip clubs Houston. are uh, are sad. <laughs> There's been memes of uh, <laughs> apparently apparently he liked a meme of uh of Tra- it wasn't it was of Travis Scott was the picture, but um someone posted and said Houston strippers right now it's Travis Scott doing this and apparently James Harden liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so Houston strip clubs and Houston strippers will be um, unfortunate due to this, but it is what it is. He'll move on. He'll be better. He'll he'll visit Houston. Do not worry. He he loves the city of Houston. That's what he said. I think yeah. he loves the city of Houston. Will do anything for the city of Houston. He just doesn't like the Rockets organization. Understandable. So, but that does it for our NBA talk. Uh, we are going to take a quick ad break and hear from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. When we get back, we're going to talk about some college basketball. One of our guys, a Dallas guy, Andrew Jones, 
he, he had a buzzer beater the other night. We're going to talk about a little bit about that, but we'll see you guys after the break. And welcome back. We're talking about college hoops now. Um, some interesting things going on. Again, we're not going to dive in any games yet because my opinion, these games don't really matter until the conference championships anyway because that's when, that's when college basketball really starts to amp up. So we're not going to dive in any games, but just some kind of some thoughts, some things we've seen. Um, this first question, I'll start off with you. You know, I was looking at the standings the other day. We've got Gonzaga and Villanova in the top three right now, I believe. And, like, they're, they're great teams, obviously. Villanova won a championship a couple of years ago. Gonzaga's been really good the last couple of years. But do you think, like, playing in the Big 12, you've got X amount of teams in the top 25 right now. Every other game is, and even every game, even against the non-ranked opponents, are tough matchups. Do you think it means a little bit more in those end games, you know, towards the end of the season in the conference championship, even in March Madness? Do you think it helps to play in a Big 12 conference versus like a conference like Gonzaga and Villanova who have pretty much a cakewalk until they get to March Madness? For sure. Um, with Villanova and Gonzaga, if if they don't win their conference championship, it's very tough for them to get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. But let's say for the Big 12 conference championship, let's say if um, if one of their top dogs wins it, and the other three, the other three Big 12 teams that are ranked in that top 25 poll, maybe barely missing that poll, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll get into the tournament if with those those couple eight those eight nine seeds. Yeah, I, I think they definitely will get in there because you know that, like um, in high school, my senior year, Coach Snell really made sure that we played tough non-district opponents so when we when when district came and playoffs came we were ready we were already in those situations where where we've been ready we played a tough team mm-hmm. and so i think how the big 12 is i think that's how it is i, I think that's how the, the ncaa sees it like they're like the big 12 yep. they can hang you know like they they that's a tough conference they can hang so let's go them in the tournament and let's play some basketball yep. Yeah. But also, I feel like in Zaga and Villanova, I feel like why they're all, if they're at the top, I feel like it's kind of respecting because over the years, you know, you've seen what they've done when they make to when they make it to the Big Dance. It's also it's just a respecting. Yeah. And, and I mean no disrespect to them, especially the Big East, which Villanova's in. You I mean you got teams like Creighton, Connecticut, UConn, yeah, right, Hall, Xavier, Marquette, Butler's in there now, Georgetown. Like these teams are good. Like they're good programs, but they're just not the stature that they used to be. I mean, Providence gets in – a handful of teams get in every year. But, you know, you see more big, big uh, 12 teams, big 10 teams, all those teams more than you see um, for, you know, these other conferences now. In the uh, in the West Coast Conference is what Gonzaga yeah, is in. Like, like, you don't, like you don't see Portland. You yeah. don't see um, – well, they, like, so like you see Santa Barbara, I'm just thinking all the teams on the West Coast. They, they've got to the teams that I've seen on a regular basis. Now, BYU, I believe, just moved into the West Coast Conference, at least for basketball. So they're in that conference. Um, you also – St. Mary's is a school that you see on a regular basis there um, mm-hmm. that, that makes it to the tournament. But, yeah, Gonzaga is there by themselves, and no one else is really around them. So it definitely, in my opinion, it definitely helps. Now, that's why Gonzaga and Villanova play such a tough non-conference, just like you mentioned with your high school coach, Coach Chanel. You guys play a tough non-conference because it helps you out in the long run. And technically, exactly. those games don't really matter. You know, right. like, it's, it's literally just a, a learn, not necessarily a learning experience, but it's just it, you're trying to you're trying to add on and, you know, because it, it, you're going to see an opponent just like that down the road, but when it really matters, so you're going to be in a situation when it matters. Or, or you might see that same opponent, in the in the in the, in the end so exactly uh, you at least have a little familiarity with them so yeah 
you know, as great as it is that vanilla, 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 uh, Villanova and uh, and Gonzaga <laughs> go undefeated in their conference stuff. It just, it just, it, it means more to me to go out and, and win the Big Twelve or in football the SEC or even the ACC. Like it means more to win those conferences, um, just because it, you had to scratch claw your way to win it. And just like in high school, district games always matter more than other games. Same in college, sure. conference games matter more than non-conference games. So you you want to win those games and when your conference is tough it makes you a better team overall whereas i think you know villanova and gonzaga have a cakewalk and you don't really hear hear much about gonzaga once they get done with the non-conference schedule you don't really hear a lot about them until the march madness tournament starts to wrap back up you know at the end of uh february early march that's when you start hearing about them again so yeah i think I think it's kind of a disadvantage for Gonzaga besides the record. The record looks great all the time because of the conference they play in. So for sure. Well, speaking of, sp- speaking of non-conference and conference games, Kentucky, when they first started playing, they, their, their first games were non-conference and they started losing. You know, everybody was saying, is Kentucky really that nice? Because Kentucky this, is Kentucky that. And then that once they got to conference, they, they ended up winning four straight conference games. They lost last night to Alabama. That was the first conference loss. Mm-hmm. But they're still a top three in the SEC right now. And people are just, you know, a little stunned. But maybe Calipari was, you know, maybe he was, you know, thinking, thinking the long run. So. Yeah. Hey, and he, he always does. He always has his team firing on the right cylinders when it comes to March Madness. When it comes so, yeah, for sure. I was not worried about it, but you have to, as, as we've all know, Kentucky is one of those schools that, you know, when they start losing a handful of games, hey, what, what's wrong? Is something wrong? Something wrong. Got to talk exactly. about it. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we all, we all knew what the answer was, that they were going to be okay. And no offense, the SEC is nothing like it is in football. The basketball SEC is not as good. It's getting better. The competition has gotten better. Since, since I feel like since I've been younger, but um, it's not the same. It's not a Big 12. It's not the Big 10. It's not none of these big conferences. So we'll see. We'll see. But there was a guy from um, Dallas the other day who had a game winner for the University of Texas. Now West Virginia, right? It was a West Virginia game. It was against West Virginia. Yes, sir. And now he, he he's a great story because I think he – I know he graduated from Irving MacArthur. I don't know – you know, when I, I actually played against him for many of years in AAU, um, I hated playing against his teams because they were they were the teams that full court pressed you 99.9% of the games. Um, so not fun, but always had great matches against them. You know, saw that he went to Texas. I was super happy for him. And then he, and then to find out a year, I think it was his freshman year, freshman year, sophomore year, one of the two years he come, he, had, he gets diagnosed with uh, cancer and it's leukemia. Mm-hmm. Super sad. Um Obviously, you never want to see that in any athletes, but especially people that you kind of know, even though I don't know him personally. But um, to kind of watch his story unfold and how he's come back and now to see him hit a game winner. I mean, as any as any fan of any sport, uh, that's one of the most heartwarming things you can see. So congratulations to him. Um, If he ever hears this for whatever reason, please come on. I'm just kidding. But uh, we're super happy for him. But we got to talk about this Texas team, because right now, they're one of the hottest teams in college basketball. Your thoughts? I, I so out here, I don't have cable, so I only have the ESPN app. So I watch a lot of. I watch a lot. That's the only. That's the only thing I can watch ESPN app. So when I saw the West Virginia Tech game, I, I put I put it on, and you know I was watching. And Andrew Jones, he was like before that shot, he was knocking down a bunch of three pointers. I was like, wow. I was like, because in high school, I don't remember him shooting. Like he was really get to the rim type athlete, of guy, yeah. right? Get to the rim type of guy. And whenever he was shooting, he was he was not, he was on fire. I was like, wow, okay. 
And then I ended up seeing him at the game winning shot. And I was like, okay. I was like, Texas made be the real deal. Yeah. I mean, also I know they have that the Greg Brown kid. They have they have I don't know his name. He's number three. He's from uh, Missouri. He's he's really good. That I think him and Jones controlled the whole game, the West Virginia game. Yeah. I don't know his name though. Oh, I should have I searched him up. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So, but yeah, I mean, you said number three, Courtney Ramy. Yes. Yes. Ramy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you think, do you think this University of Texas team could finish in the top four, meaning they're number one seed in the March Madness tournament? You know, right now in these times <laughs> with college basketball, you. Anything, yeah. anything can happen. And like I said, but they also just get that bad luck with Texas. You know, Texas just has the worst look, and that's just it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it that is true. And they're gonna have to they're gonna have a dog fight when it comes to the conference tournament. You got teams like Kansas, um, Baylor, uh, Iowa or not Iowa? Excuse me, Iowa State. That Kansas uh, Oklahoma State game last night. Kate Cunningham came back. He had yep. a tough game before and against uh, Kansas State, and he knew he had to bring it against Kansas, and they ended up getting the Kansas. upset. It was oh, Kansas. That, that, that he played bad against? No, no, that he played good against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, game, the game before, he only had oh. five points, so uh, that oh. really hurt his, his draft stock. So he knew he had to bring it against Kansas, and he ended up having a great game. They ended up getting the upset. The, the Kansas-Kansas State got me tripping. I was thinking you were talking about Kansas. I was like, no, he beat Kansas. But, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. for sure, yeah, I mean – They'll have a, and I don't know, I don't know. I mean, they might be able to play in the conference tournament, Oklahoma State, but I know they're they might be on a a, a ban when it comes to March Madness tournament. I think it's still being a, uh, appealed right now, so we'll see how that turns out. Because obviously, Cade Cunningham, we all know, is going to probably be the number one pick next year if you know he plays well, which he obviously is. Dallas made, yeah. Hey, we're we talk about a lot of Dallas guys. Dallas basketball. We're known Texas is known for football, but Dallas is producing a lot of basketball guys more than Houston. Don't sleep. Don't Dallas, sleep. Dallas is better than Houston, my guys. There was even a, a Dallas uh, freshman on Kansas last night as well. Mm-hmm. And well, and then there's the guy from uh, Dallas Skyline, uh, Mark Marcus, Marcus Garrett. Marcus Garrett too on Kansas. Exactly. Yeah. So we're 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 producing guys left and right. The 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 city of Dallas when it comes to basketball. So don't sleep for sure. Um. Now, this is a question that, I mean, it's probably been around for a while. Um, and I saw it the other day, and I thought it would be interesting to bring up. And obviously, you're actually going to experience this because you're playing college basketball this year. But is it time? Do you think it's time for the NCAA or college basketball to change the running quarters instead of halves? See, I'm not sure yet because I haven't played in that half environment yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have played in a half environment with AAU, but – I mean, when you play with high schoolers and college players, the pace and the speed is two totally different types of speeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm not sure how fast this, the game is going to be and how how much wind I'm going to need. <laughs> but uh, I will get back to y'all and let y'all know if, if I do need a break and they need yeah. to change it to quarters. <laughs> I will definitely let y'all know. For sure. Well, and, and I think I think the weird thing is, is like, you know, we talk about AAU, but AAU, like, not – not everyone plays, but like everyone plays it. So like, sure. but the reason why I say that is because pretty much, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, and NBA all play quarters. Even W or not WMA, um, women's college women's basketball plays quarters, I believe. Oh, I don't watch the women's college basketball. Uh, if you're supposed to say yes, Brandon, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think they play quarters and I could be mistaken if I'm wrong. 
I'll, I will slap myself on, on camera next week. But <laughs> the deal, the, the whole thing is, why do they play halves now? I never understood the reason why. Um, and then it's obviously trickled down into AAU. AAU plays halves in, mo- in most tournaments. There are a few that I have played quarters in. Yeah. But the majority of them, like 95% of them play quarter or play halves. Now, but I don't also, I will say, like, in high school, it would, like, I would get going and then it would be a quarter. And it, it was a little annoying. Yeah. But in AAU, like when you get going, you have twenty, you have an extra ten minutes. Just keep attacking, keep attacking, you know, and yeah. it doesn't mess up with your flow. So, you know, maybe I don't know. There you, well, there you go. And I don't know what JUCO is going to be like, but I know for some like for Jacob at Hendricks, they have TV timeouts for their streaming and stuff like that. So that's kind of the similar thing to a quarter, I guess you could say. It's just it's just weird to me. I mean, if we're being honest, I don't understand why this is such a big topic. But I mean. I, I would personally like it just to be quarters just so that everything flows. You know, obviously, every year you go up, you're still doing the same thing. But, um, I mean, I definitely think it makes it interesting and less adjustments made for coaches, less time for adjustments, you know, and whatnot. So, um, definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, we'll see how that kind of plays effect, I guess. I don't think it – like, as in if it will ever change and if it does, what it might do. But, yes, when Brandon, when Brandon plays his first couple of games, we'll definitely have him on. We'll hear about his experience. But – Right now, Brandon, you're in some off-season tra- or I guess preseason training now because your season starts in the next couple of weeks, correct? Yeah, it starts at uh, ten days. T- yeah, n- nine days. Nine days. Nine days. Nine days. So it'll be technically eight days. Eight days this from from this recording. So yeah. But um, your thoughts so far on your off-season and and how that and your, I guess your I keep saying off-season. I mean to say preseason. Your thoughts on how how it's going so far? Man, I am so excited to play somebody other than inner squad scrimmages. Mm-hmm. So our coach, he has been here for thirty years. He he's a he's a he's an old he's a he's an old old coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 his philosophy was we're not going to scrimmage anybody. We're not we're only going to scrimmage ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want I don't he, he don't want to touch no he don't want to mess with nothing with the COVID. Some of our teams in, uh, in our conference already had to quarantine, so they missed 14 days of practice and training. So uh, so, so he was playing the, the smart game on that. So uh, we're, everybody's excited to play somebody other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, we're excited to beat up on somebody else other than ourselves, you know, because when you, when you scrimmage your teammates, you know, scrimmage after scrimmage, you know, some people, you know, get arg- argumentative and, you know what I'm saying? But when we all, you know, come together as a team and we use all of our competitive nature against somebody else, I think that'll help us in the long run for sure. How, how are you guys – the Cowboys, correct? You're yes, Cowboys. Cowboys. Right? How yes. are the Cowboys looking this year? Uh, the preseason rankings came out. We knew we, knew we were going to get fourth because last year that's what they finished as. Mm-hmm. Um, the team who won the conference, uh, the won the conference tournament, they ended up getting second, and then this other team got first. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the first time they've been fourth in however however long. Uh, our coach is not happy about it. He he we ha- we have fourth place all over the locker room to get it, you know, to keep that on our minds, keep it sharp, so we can, you know. Show everybody, you know, rankings don't preseason rankings don't matter. We're gonna come out and just play college basketball. Now I know, obviously, you know, we've known each other for a while now. Um, I know your work ethic, and I've seen your Snapchats. How much different are the training sessions, the practices from varsity basketball to college? And that's and just at the JUCO level, JUCO level. Now for sure, I definitely think um, Snell got me prepared. Mm-hmm. For this, you know, at Capel, if you play basketball, you know, it's not really a, a normal high school type of practice. 
you know, it's not really like you kind of do walk through it and shoot around. You know, Snell's a really in, uh, competitive, competitive coach. And, he, he, you know, you're really going to go all you're going to go nine, 99 miles per hour and everything you do, every practice, every weight room, every scrimmage, you know. So I think I think Snell and Pell, my sophomore year, they were both the same same type of coach. Uh, they definitely got me ready. Um, my friend Tariq went to Temple. He said the college, the JUCO uh, trainings were super easy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, out here, they're the same as Coppell. So I, I was ready for it. I had some teammates that were, you know, couldn't hang, <laughs> throwing up and saying I'm too sore and I don't want to go train, you know, but I mean, I'm here for it. You know I me. Mean? I mean, he's been, you know, if you know Brandon, you know, he's been doing this. I think you were doing three a days in the summer. Yeah. Um, and now, well, you can say three days in the summer because we were technically working out outside and in any gym you could get into. And then, you know, before COVID, he was doing three days as well, shooting. Weight, weight room. Yeah, weight room, doing all those stuff. games. And- yep. So he's been, he's been doing this for a while. So we all knew that Brandon was going to have no issue going to college. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully in eight days, Brandon comes out on top and his team get a dub and he has a great game because uh, that's all we hope for. So. But that does it here for us at the podcast. We're going to wrap it up. Um, if you guys want to listen to more of our episodes, you guys can find us on Apple or Spotify. Uh, just look us up at 5out. That's 5 like the number, then I-V-E, then out. Uh, we also have a Twitter page. Look us up at 5 like the number, I-V underscore out. We post daily content on there as well. Um, and then while you guys are at both of them, go ahead and hit the follow button or the subscribe button. It is totally free to do, so might as well do it. It doesn't hurt you. It just helps us, so you might as well do it. But that does it for us today. We'll see you guys okay, next week. Okay, 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 okay. You live in my dream state. We look at my fantasy. I stay in reality. You live in my dream state. Anytime I count. It's the only time we make up, make up You exist behind my eyelids, my eyelids no, I don't wanna wake up 20, 20, 20, 20 vision Cupid hit me, Cupid hit me with precision I wonder if you look both ways when you cross my mind I said, I said I'm sick of, sick of, sick of, sick of chasing You're the one that's always running through my daydream I I can only see your face when I close my eyes Can I get a kiss? And can you make it last forever? I said I'm about to go to war And I don't know if I'ma see you again Can I get a kiss? And can you make it last forever? I said I'm about to go to war And I don't know if I'ma see you again I said, okay, 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 do get my infatuation and translate into another form of what you call it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I ain't met you. I've been looking, stopped the waiting for. I stopped the chasing like an alcoholic. You don't understand me, what the fuck do you mean? It's them roasted and cheeks, yeah, it's them dirt colored eyes. Sugar, honey, iced tea, bumblebee on the scene. Yeah, I give up my bakery to have a piece of your pie. Ugh. 20, 20, 20, 20 visions. Cupid hit me, Cupid hit me with precision. I wonder if you look both ways when you cross my mind. I said, I said, I'm sick of, sick of, sick of, sick of chasing. You're the one that's always running through my daydream. I, 